Diana Dorville, The Podcast. Bon, on a l'air tout bon. On peut, on peut y aller quand tu veux. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Diana Dorville Podcast. My name is Audrey Tazio and I'm the founder and creative director of Diana Dorville, a sustainable luxury brand proudly made in Paris and on the French Riviera. This time, I was the one interviewed by the one and only Muriel Plazier for Monte Carlo Fashion Week 2021. We discussed about various subjects such as my approach to sustainable luxury, bringing back true craftsmanship into the ancient meaning of couture, infusing soul and heritage into a brand, new exciting opportunities in the fashion landscape thanks to cutting-edge technologies and the fourth industrial revolution but also launching a business with a purpose and much more. I hope you will enjoy it as much as I did speaking with a wonderful Muriel. Bonne écoute. Hello, good afternoon, Audrey. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm very pleased to, of course, to know you and uh, do this interview for Monte Carlo Fashion Week, uh, what it's called In, Conversa In Conversation With. So, with you, uh, you, are, you are the designer of um, the sustainable luxury brand Diana Dorville. I'm very proud and honored to do this uh, conversation with you. Can you introduce yourself, please? Yes, of course. Hello. My name is Audrey Tazio. Um, I'm the founder and creative director <laughs> of Diana Dorville. Uh, it's a sustainable luxury brand. Um, it's a silk suit mostly, and now kimonos, etc. Uh, proudly made in the south of France and now in Paris from haute couture uh, fabrics um, that come from France and Italy exclusively. Voilà. <laughs> yes, perfect. So, yes, I know that you are wearing the conscious wear and uh, you are focused on, uh, because it's your baseline also, the sustainable. Can you please explain us uh, how is your approach to sustainable luxury? How do you uh, process for the, for the production, sourcing, and of course, uh, con concerning your final consumer also approach? Okay, so um, I was very lucky to grow up in the south of France, between the sea and the mountains and the nature. Um, yes. There's really a profusion of uh, fresh locally grown products. Um, I used to go every Sunday with my grandmother and my mother to the farmer's market and, uh, and really a direct access to nature. Um, so I've been close to nature since very young and uh, living sustainably in that way. Uh, has always been part of my lifestyle, so it, it's always been quite natural. Uh, whether it's the skincare I've been using, or the food I put in my body, or the, the, dress, the dress, dressing choices I make. So it all sounded quite natural until uh, I went to live in big cities such as Hong Kong and uh, London and now Paris. Um, so I think the concept of uh, sustainability and luxury Uh, they seem for a lot of people paradoxical, although I think they're very closely intertwined. You know, it's, it, they both yeah, you're right. respect, respect of natural cycles, the praise of uh, human gestures and, you know, humanity, natural fabrics, uh, less quantities, artisanship, etc. Um, it's really that, that idea of 
quality over quantity and putting human at the center instead of industrial things. Yeah. Really went crazy in the last uh, 50 years. <laughs> and so Diana Dorville is, is the fruit of this concept. Um, it's been sustainable from the ground up. We also originally I really don't come from a fashion background. I was in uh, international politics, uh, specialized in terrorism, so really a far away. Oh, yes, far away. From yes, exactly. From all <laughs> fashion. <laughs> but actually, I think this brought me to, um, to realize that uh, fashion had a huge impact on well, socially and environmentally. So yes, I you're right. I'm more and more interested into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, coming back to the Anadorville, from we're sustainable from the ground up, from material selection, uh, to final packaging. Uh, in terms of, for example, firstly, sourcing, we upcycle dead stocks um, from French haute couture maison. Uh, so we give a second life to really divine fabrics um, that otherwise would be uh, burnt or, you know, or jeté la poubelle. Uh, yeah. We work also with Italian partners that are located in the, the Lago di Como region uh, in Italy. And it's a center of silk manufacturing since the Medici uh, era in, you know, during the Renaissance uh, and the Silk Roads, etc. So there's really um, that, uh, how do you say, that there's that history that went yeah. to the families and that it's a center of excellence in, in, that, uh, in that field. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so these are family owned manufacturers that are still thriving today and I really love that aspect as well to you know talk with them and know about their whole history. Um, also in the terms of production everything is handmade in our south of France atelier and in Paris now uh, by fairy fingered seamstresses. The production is local, small scale, uh, it really uses that French craftsmanship and haute couture skills that tend to disappear due to mass delocalization pressure, you know, to lower cost of foreign countries. And what I really want is to support <coughs> uh, this beautiful artisanship that I'm very sensitive to. Uh, there's nothing more precious than, uh, you know, yeah. the gestures of a hand. We also upcycle our own collections into new creative products. Um, so there's really that zero stock zero waste uh, policy across all collections. Um, packagings also are made in France and Holland uh, with zero, zero, zero plastic involved. Uh, so yes, of course, it's a bit, you know, more expensive to make, but at the end of the day, I know everything, you know, everything is, is yeah. well done. It's controlled, yes, well, well done and controlled by you and your team. Exactly. So there's really that local dimension that allows the whole process to re reduce uh, our carbon footprint at the end of the day. Donc, uh, voilà. <laughs> Congratulations, because uh, more than uh, ever today, you are in the slow fashion and uh, specific, specifically uh, after what we live uh, now since more than one year with the COVID crisis, I think it's more than uh, important to take care of, uh, I mean, uh, the sustainable product and uh, to, it's not only to announce it, uh, but it's also very important to, to do it. And I, I have to congratulate you for that because you launched your brand two years ago, no? You told yeah. me? Yes, about two you. years ago. And, uh, and uh, even two years ago, you were already in the, in the mind to do it. In the, voilà. So I think it's one of the most important things today. So uh, 
you are also uh, an ambassador, if I, I can say that, to the of the French Riviera, based uh, close Monte Carlo. You take part of the Monte Carlo Fashion Week. Uh, so, how do you use these assets to different yourself? and win over and your customer, because it's also very important to how do you catch and attract new consumer, because uh, as you do capsule collection and uh, very unique pieces, uh, I think we will be interesting to know more about uh, uh, your capacity to, to max, mix and match uh, the French Riviera and your customer, finally. But really, there's, there's two sides. So, uh, first, I'll start with you know the business uh, business side and that concept of sustainable luxury. Um, I, I grew up in Monaco, which really has a legit legitimacy worldwide with all its you know initiatives for the people and for the planet, especially yeah. uh, with Prince uh, Albert II. Uh, he really reinforced uh, Monaco's position internationally uh, on everything sustainable, uh, while successfully uh, keeping you know the luxury dimension and healthy economics. Um, so it, it really proves that it's a business model and actually at the political level as well, that mixing sustainability and luxury doesn't only work, but it's really viable on the long term. Yeah. Monaco is very healthy, uh, you know, on, the, on, on that side. And on the other side, there's well, the branding side, of course, that I really infused the French Riviera and Monaco in, in yeah, all the marketing. Yes, the image. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> Monaco and the French Riviera are, are culturally and historically places that really worldwide make people dream. And that yeah. inspired so many artists uh, through history, whether it is in a cinema with, I don't know, Grace Kelly, you know, uh, in Hitchcock films, uh, Jane Birkin and Romy Schneider with Alain Delon in La Piscine. Can be also in literature, li literature, uh, with yes. Scott Fitzgerald, the author of Gatsby. Uh, he spent a lot of time in the in the Roaring Twenties with his wife uh, Zelda uh, on the Riviera as well. It's also uh, you know the center of arts. Uh, many many artists came. Uh, the, for example, all the uh, artists of the um, Impressionist uh, movement. Then Braque, Cézanne, Matisse, Picasso. They all reunited. You know what? famous Colomb d'Or in Saint-Paul-de-Vence, which I, is literally my heaven on earth. Um, and there's also that proper art de vivre and slow life, very close to nature with wonderful landscapes. I, I think of, for example, the Rose de Mai fields in Grasse or the Lavender fields in uh, Lavensole in Provence. So all these colors and lights and smells that I had the chance to have in my childhood, uh, they inspire me and uh, right. we infuse them in each piece I design. Um, so really, yeah, it, it comes quite naturally. And I think this is what makes the brand uh, quite uh, unique. It's very genuine. Yes, and I, I can see in your collection, you use a lot of color also, a mix of color, and uh, print very fresh. Uh, and I think it's one of your hard value also. And it's, uh, it's helped you to be different. Uh, and today, how, how we know how it's difficult to, 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 to be seen as an emerging designer because of the competition, because of the digital tsunami that we have today. Uh, I think you have the arguments to be, to be seen as a, specifically as a different or, 
or just uh, beautiful, uh, also not only product, but also marketing to, to combine, to, to, to be in the same adequation and DNA. I think your value also are very important. And I will, it's, I jump to, to my other question. What do you think is your hard value that has allowed you to differentiate different yourself and develop your reputation? Because I would like to know also how do you catch your customer? Uh, is it by your e-shop? Do you, it's uh, the network? Of course, it's both. But I would like to know, uh, compare, for example, to business to business or to direct consumer, how is your approach okay. to catch them? So at the moment, well, uh, of course, I launched uh, the brand during covid um, yeah, during COVID, uh, a year after it was came, so it, I had to change the whole business model. Uh, now I'm direct to consumer, but I'm I'm starting to reach out to wholesale um, uh, yeah. things. I, I won't tell the names at the moment, but it's it's going uh, quite well. I'm yeah. excited. I really believe in uh, you know exclusive collections for you know these uh, wholesalers, which really make. Keep the, the unique, uh, you know, the unique piece dimension without making it, uh, you know, very in industrial in a way. Yes, you're right. I think you're um, right in this sense. Yes, absolutely. Um, then, yeah, I think I think the brand. What what dif differentiates the, the the brand from you know the competition is that. Yeah. Firstly, it's very, but it's actually very personal because I really put my soul into it. So, well, this is you know, it's not. This is the first goal in a way. Yes. Uh, the, all the marketing, everything that we say is very, um, there's no greenwashing. Everything we say, we do, which I think today is very important. And I think there's a lot of greenwashing when, when it comes, you know, to sustainability, etc. Well, we really have You're to, right. you know, differently between both of them. Um, I see, I really see fashion as a tangible leverage, you know, for, for a new way of producing and consuming uh, fashion and other stuff. Uh, that is really radiant with uh, health, joy, and optimism, rather than you know accusing discourses. And I think people like this. Um, yeah. It's not you know they I, I I'm not trying to make people feel bad because they they don't do everything perfectly blah blah, but just you know giving them the keys uh, to you know little tips to you know each day yeah. uh, you do like that you can do better, but it's very. It's very, everything is very positive in, in, in the marketing. Um, and yeah, I also, I focus on building long relationships either with partners, suppliers, and customers, rather than, you know, just doing business as it is. Um, I think it's very important, you know, to have- You're right. Ethics and, well, voila. I feel like we're acting together for a purpose all together, rather than, you know, only business. Uh, but sometimes, for example, I, I just pop in to see my <coughs> and have a coffee with her, even if we don't really have to work on something in particular. But I think it's super, super important to do that. Um, also, in terms of style, well, there's a really proper style that is inspired yeah. by history, art, and my own experiences, uh, with, which I think uh, really make the, the pieces very unique with a strong character. Also, the ambassadors that uh, we take, well, today. Yeah, I see your ambassador. Yeah, yeah it's an oh, congratulations, yes, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing ambassador. Yeah, it's, it's going super good. But today, I think today we can't deny the power of uh, social media and influencers. But I really try to select people 
with a strong message that are you know very cultivated and not not you know only like bloggers that that you know that you pay they, they put the code on they post this, the I, I don't i don't really like this um i really want positive people that that made stuff uh and who reflect the brand you know so i was very very lucky to have vincent daré i was so happy uh, and very different other profiles, uh, Marie Moati or Home Fleming. Uh, I recently had uh, Zita Dodville, had a super, mm-hmm. super fun interview that is coming out uh, soon. Lydia Forte from the, uh, you know, Roccoforte Hotels. Um, voila. And there's another thing as well that I think is super important and that I see uh, customers really like. There's a social dimension. So there are a lot of uh, giving back initiatives. Uh, for example, we sponsor development uh, projects in Congo. And Madagascar. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, I'm Amazing. I'm run still, so, so, you know, it's not like millions that go into it, but every little helps, you know. Um, and awesome. m- many, you know, collaborations or on- online auctions for Lebanon recently. Um, so I think all, all of this together really, you know, um, has, has an impact on, on customers. And I, You're right. Why? They buy the stuff, but they know they, they do good as well. So, so I think you, uh, alors, if I recap and after you, just your final words, uh, jump into the next question. But first, I would like to just recap. I think you are, you are completely right to keep the promise to your customer. I think it's one of important things and I think today more than ever. Secondly, you talk about... Uh, final customer experience. And I think today, uh, as you said, it's super, super, uh, I mean, actual and uh, essential to go in this way uh, because uh, of the, even of the digital tsunami, it brings us opportunity, but also it could be a problem to emerge. So I think uh, the value of the brand have to be very uh, respect, as you said. And I would like to just to add something. Today, I heard to a trend office, uh, very famous in Paris, that today we, we jump into storytelling to story living. And I think you are completely in these trends, uh, if I can say that to you as a compliment. Uh, because uh, you represent your label, you uh, you are the incarnation of your brand, and I think your clients follow also not only the product but who is behind the brand. And uh, so I can see your Instagram, I can see your social network, and uh, you you do very uh, with uh, of course uh, your soul, your heart, and also the the transmission of uh, what you explained the, the family value. Also, we can feel that in the in your story living. Uh, I think it's important to have that today, and specifically with the initiative of uh, Monaco Fashion Council and the Monte Carlo Fashion Week that jump into the sustainable edition. Uh, it's why uh, you are here and uh, we are very happy and proud to have you there and um, after what you talk about your initiative to to be in the ethical uh, I mean uh, operation not only not only in fashion uh, you jump into my other question are you sensitive to the collaborative economy as it's the four industrial revolution I, I you, you can answer, but you already begin to answer me. And the craze for ethical commitment, and I think you ex- exactly explained me that. 
uh, that it's also uh, very important for you to focus on commitment. Absolutely. And of luxury house because you you are you are uh, your position uh, positioning is luxury sustainable. So I think it's uh, it's not uh, antinomic to have both. You know, <laughs> before it was, but not now. <laughs> but I I think today, you know, ethical commitments, uh, whether it's for social or environmental purposes, it, it's not a nice to have. It's a necessity. And the yeah. sustainable dimension is not enough to give a brand, you know, its legitimacy. So you really yeah. have to put, I think, something more, which is your soul into it, uh, which is something very intangible, but that customers can really feel at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly what, I, what you, you, tell, you told me, yes. Yeah, and, and well, there's another thing, the craze for ethical commitment, you know, of luxury houses or uh, fashion in general. Um, I'm totally for it, but I'm more and more irritated by, uh, you know, all these greenwashing things. We really need to detect the differences between marketing and reality. And uh, agree. And yes. this is the, I won't say the consumer's work, but, you know, we really have to dig in what a brand says and, you know, between what she says and what she, uh, she really does. What she, right, what she showed, yeah, exactly. I'm agree. And there, there was so many mistakes, so many announcements, and uh, that was not very respect. At the end, the final consumer, you know, is not, is more and more informed. So exactly. uh, it could be a risk to announce and not to do it properly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> yes, I think uh, you, you are doing a very intelligent of fashion, what we call to be intelligence of fashion, and you, you represent the new generation. And I think it's a very uh, good example to show. And uh, because uh, even if you don't want to, you know that it will be work in progress, you, you want to be in the slow wear and the slow fashion compared to the fast fashion, compared to the, what we said, the acceleration. And it was, even before the COVID crisis, it was already complicated to manage. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was a problem before already. And after the, the COVID crisis accelerated the movement and today, it's, it's an obligation, but as you said, it's not because it's obliged that you do well, you're right. So we, I think, yeah. We, we all still don't know how to do it, you know, perfectly, but at least the initiatives are here, which is absolutely great. And we can only improve what we do. Uh, but yeah. this is if everyone, you know, gets, gets to work. And that, you know what Yes, I mean? yes, I know. And I think... Uh, uh, your DNA and uh, and you, you are very coherent in your process, and I and I think that's super important. Even if it's a small business, but you will grow work. I mean, properly, and that's also very important for for our audience and uh, and also for you. I can imagine for your for your clients and your future retailer. So I jump into my other question. Uh, today we talk about the digital, you know, uh, the mix between digital and physical. After specifically the COVID crisis that we wait everybody <laughs> so many so so with impatience uh, so much. Uh, so are you going to 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 jump towards digital for the, your next presentation? Uh, of your collection? Well, of, of course, I, I, I think, you know, the future is about mixing all, all channels and all opportunities that, uh, that we have uh, today to really offer a, a, 
top-notch uh, customers' experience, especially yes. luxury, because we really have to do it. And there's, it's so interesting today. There's all these, you know, virtual and digital technologies such as, you know, artificial intelligence, blockchain, etc., that are coming out. Uh, I yeah. think next five five years is going to be the big thing. Uh, so really keeping an eye on that. Of course, I'm not developing my own blockchain at the moment, but we'll see if uh, we can get access to to that uh, later. Um, and you know, mixing this with top. Uh, you know, classic physical experiences, whether in store or private exclusive events, which is very, you know, characteristic to, uh, to luxury. Also, it's funny that there's a lot of debate recently around, should there still be fashion shows, fashion weeks, etc. Yeah. I think shows are the core of, you know, fashion. Uh, but I think it should come back to what it was at the time, you know, of, of Paul Poiret, Madeleine Genet, uh, Chanel, Yves Saint Laurent, with a real focus on the clothes, clothes as a work yeah. of art, and not just another, you know, mundane event to attend and post on Instagram to to say I was there, uh, and really, you know, yeah, focus back on the cloth as uh, yeah, work of art in a way. Yes, I'm agree. I think it's good that you have this uh, vision and perception. We can we we have seen during the last event virtual show and um, I mean, digital fashion show, it was already in this process more and more. Mm -hmm. Even if it's, it was digital, but it was uh, uh, produced as a niche, very personalized I mean, event. They've been so, some brands have been so creative yes, and very, very reactive in, you know, depending on all the constraints we, we had recently. It was it was actually amazing, and I think actually all these COVID crises, well, it's very sad, etc. But it really forced all industries, not only fashion and luxury, to reinvent themselves and really get more creative. Exactly. Uh, so, so for the future, I'm sure it's 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 actually a good thing in a way. But there were you know all these groundswells, and you know that were that yes. were lying. It was for sure it was going to come. But just COVID crisis accelerated all this, which exactly. is, is also a good thing. Um, yes, I agree. It's why I told you it brings also new opportunity and new reflection and uh, conscious wear, conscious uh, to event for the story living, as I told you. It's a new expression and uh, our SE, also the, 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 the experience of consumer, as you said, the value of the brand, everything is very important today to go in this direction. So thank you very much. And uh, if I have a last question, what is your motto? An advice to say to the new generation also? <laughs> but uh, listen to you. There's, there's one sentence that really uh, goes with me everywhere, and especially in uh, challenges. Um, that is, it's keep going, stay strong, make it a laugh. I saw it written uh, on a wall uh, when I was 15 years old at a survival camp in the middle of Scotland that my parents uh, sent me to. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> it's, it's really something that is, it's, yeah, it's, it's, 
very helping in every in everything so keep going stay strong yes you love <laughs> thank you very much i'm agree and also stay passionate as you are and uh, thank you for for this interview i'm very happy to have to take this time with you <laughs> to spend the pleasure <laughs> hope to see you soon physically physically and also in uh, monte carlo fashion week or i mean in paris we wait for you also Voilà. Thank you very, very probably in, uh, in Paris soon. I'm coming back in two days. Perfect. We wait for you. Thank you very much, Audrey. Uh, you are amazing and uh, stay in touch. Good luck for everything. Bye. Thank you. You too, Muriel. Ciao. Ciao. Bye bye to everybody. Ciao. Ah, alors, attends, l'enregistrement. Je veux juste être sûr qu'on l'ait. Thank you for listening and on to the next episode. You can find all our projects, news and exclusive collections on dianadorville.com and Instagram at dianadorville. From your morning espresso to the red carpet. À bientôt!